So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the victory that you give us through our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for your grace that you give us through the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for your forgiveness that you give us through the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that every perfect gift has come from you through the Lord Jesus Christ. We say hallelujah, praise the Lord. We recognize your presence, Lord Jesus, with us today as we seek to honor you. And we thank you, Lord, for this chance to stand before you at the throne of grace and to speak to you through the blood of Jesus. We come now, Lord, to worship through hearing your word, and we pray that you would help us to have prepared hearts and minds and that you'd stir our hearts with the truth of your word. And may you help those of us who are saved to have greater assurance of salvation than, we've, than we already have. And may those who are here today who are strangers to the grace of God, they're not truly saved. May today be a day that the Holy Spirit of God draws them close and they see that Jesus Christ died for their sins according to Scripture, was buried and was raised three days later, later praise God, and has ascended to heaven and is coming again. That He has died to be their Savior. May they turn and look to Jesus. May they call upon Him. May we be a people who follow Jesus and seek to be like Jesus to others. And so we're thankful for this time together. And we thank you for the sweet spirit in this place. Now, bless the reading of your word and may the Holy Spirit teach us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Again, good morning. Good to see you. And if you have your Bibles, turn to 1 John chapter number 5. We have, during this uh, fall break season, our students, and many of them are away with sponsors. Uh, for this weekend at D-Now, we're praying for them. We also have one of our teams out um, on a mission in Southeast Asia. Pray for those brothers as they're finishing up this week and will be on their way back. Good reports. The Lord is working in spite of obstacles, and that's a good thing. And we have, of course, others who are uh, traveling who are away this week, and we pray for their safe return. And we want to continue to pray for those. Even this week, uh, we've had in our church those of our dear people who have who have lost loved ones, who are also our dear friends, and we pray for them today. We rejoice with those who are rejoicing as a church, and we, we weep with those who weep in our church. 1 John chapter 5 is where we are. We're going to read verses 1 through 6. Our primary focus will be on verse number 4. And so when we come to that, we'll look at it again in some detail. And so before I read God's word, I wanted to pause and again ask you this question I've asked you every week. We've been now for some time in 1 John and we've been for some time talking about blessed assurance. So I ask you today, I'm not asking you this question as uh, just a point of opening this and for you to settle yourself. I'm asking you this very important personal question that each and every one of you must truly settle in your life. I'm asking you today, as I've asked every, every week for numerous weeks, are you 100% certain today that if you died, you'd go to heaven? Are you 100% certain? The Word of God says that you can know and be certain that you are born again and that you are saved and on your way to heaven. That's what John's been teaching us here. You can know this, you can know this, you can know this. These are those 
These are those marks. These are these evidences that you are born again and that you know the Lord. So do you have assurance of salvation? I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I want to remind you that even over the period of time that I've been asking this question to this church, we've had those who are a part of our church, loved ones who love the Lord Jesus, who are no longer here. They've died and gone to be with the Lord. This is a very real question for all of you because you do not know how many days you have. You do not know your death day, nor do I. It's in God's own purpose and timing, but it is appointed for everyone who hears my voice today. It's appointed for all of us to die. And after that comes the judgment, whether you have followed the Lord Jesus or not. So in order to live a good life, I must, I must understand how to die a good death. And the only way to die a good death is what we're talking about today is to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We were talking about this last week. We continue on this same theme. A spiritual, personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and that is based on faith in Jesus Christ. So we read today in 1 John 5, beginning in verse 1, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whoever loves the father loves the child born of him. By this, we know, here we are again. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Now verse four, our focus. For whatever is born of God, if you've been born again, what is it to be born of God, John says? For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is the one who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the Water and with the blood, it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word as we've asked already. Holy Spirit of God, help remove the distractions from our minds for just a little while. We bring all of our burdens in here. You know what's in our minds right now. Forgive us of those things which should not be in our minds. Forgive us of our sins. May we receive the word of God now implanted in our minds and may the Holy Spirit cause it to grow and may the seed of the word of God not be hindered because of the way we hear it today. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Our focal truth is this assurance of salvation comes through faith in Jesus Christ. We come back around now as John is finishing his words about assurance to settle this around your commitment to Jesus Christ. Look, if you have been, if you have trusted Jesus Christ by faith, if you have repented of your sins and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, as we'll speak about here, you are saved. And as a result of your faith in Jesus Christ, Son of God, you can live with assurance that when you die, you will go to heaven. That's the essence of what John is trying to say in this section. 
I want you to keep your Bible open here because we are going to look at a number of things in 1 John to support this idea and this focus. You see, when you trust in Jesus Christ, it leads to assurance. Assurance is linked to your faith in Jesus Christ. And so we think about this today in detail. It's an important truth for us to understand. So I have three observations for you that come from verses one through six. Number one, whoever, now be careful as you read what I put here, because John's being very specific about what he talks about, what it looks like to have faith in Jesus Christ, Son of God. Number one, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born again. This is what he's saying in verse one, whoever believes that Jesus is Messiah. Whoever, is, whoever believes that Jesus is Messiah is born of God. Secondly, we'll talk about in some detail, whoever is born again overcomes the world through faith in Jesus Christ. Oh, we've been singing about it all morning, Brother Scott and the choir have led us so powerfully today. What have we been talking about? Victory, overcoming, overcoming and victory and abundance of life through knowing Jesus Christ as our Lord. Whoever is born again overcomes the world through faith in Jesus Christ. And this is what we have in verse 4. For whatever is born of God, what is the substance of being born again? What does it look like is what the whatever means. To be born again, what it looks like is that you overcome the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. And then finally, whoever believes that Jesus is, carefully now, the Son of God, is assured victory over the world. We read it. Who is the one who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the, but with the water and with the blood. It is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is truth. We believe. We believe. Look at the linkage here. We believe. What do the ancient creeds say? I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. You see, all that we are, what sets us apart from the world is our belief. That is our faith, our trust, our confidence in the living Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God. So first of all, let's take this first phrase and let's read verses one through three together. Look at them, how they're woven together. You see, here we see that those who are born again are those who believe that Jesus is the Christ. Did you see it there? Verse one of chapter five. So I read to you, we'll be talking more about this during the days of Advent as we celebrate and anticipate the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ God made one of us, the God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ, but oh, he is the Christ. That's not Jesus' last name. That is the glorious title of promised one. Jesus is promised one. Jesus is the one who has come. He is promised one and he is savior. When you think of the Lord Jesus as Christ, my dear friends, you're thinking of him and believing in him as Savior. Uh, Matthew 1, 20 and 21. We'll, we'll look at these words in detail later on. <clears throat> the angel of the Lord said to Joseph, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child 
who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. What an, what an unbelievable statement for a man to hear. She will bear a son and you will call his name Yeshua. You will call his name Yeshua. Yeshua. Jesus. For he will save. This is Yeshua. He's the Savior of the world. He will save His people from their sins. The angels to the shepherds. For today in the city of David has been born to you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This is the one whom we look to. What does it mean to be saved? It means that you have believed, you have put your trust in a Savior. Why have you put your trust in a Savior? Because you are a sinner. Because I'm a sinner. Sinners look for a Savior, and a Savior comes to seek the lost and the sinner. And because of my sinfulness, my godlessness, my wickedness, my proneness to wander and be self-centered and self-assured and self-righteous, I'm looking for someone to save me and deliver me because my sin leads me to death. And if I have no one to save me from death, I die. And I face the judgment of God away from God. To believe in the Lord Jesus Christ is to look for and call upon Him to be your Savior. I don't know the real condition of your heart. You may have gone to church all your life here. You maybe have multiple family who've grown up in the church. I don't know your spiritual condition, but I say this to you. You will never be saved unless you come and believe that Jesus Christ is the promised Christ, the promised Messiah who has come to this world as Savior. He is the one who has come, and because of that, we're born again. And look at verse 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 1. Whoever loves the Father loves the child born of Him. And by this we know that we love the children of God, that we love God and observe His commandments. He weaves these things together. All that He's been talking about, about the marks of assurance, obedience, to the commands of Christ and loving God's people. Look, if I'm born again and I have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, the one who fulfills prophecy, the one who has come, He is the promised one. He is the one who came to solve all things, to be our, our Savior and to deliver anyone who's in darkness so that they might be freed and be saved. When we discover that, we come to have a great love for God like we cannot fathom because He loved us so much in sending His Son and the Lord Jesus loved us so much in dying for us. We love Him back. There is this reciprocal relationship of love between ourselves and God. We talked about this last week. And because we love God and He loves us, we have this dear, wonderful relationship and our love between ourselves and God spills over in our love for other people. This is why it's not hard to love somebody. Sometimes we make jokes about this. Well, I'm going to have to really try to love them. If you're saved, the love of God will pour out of you. You don't have to work at it. Because you have a wonderful, loving relationship with God the Father and you love the Lord Jesus and the Holy Spirit is pouring out the love of God and assuring you that you are greatly loved. How can you do anything else but love other people having been such a loved one of God? So whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. But then we come to this quickly in verse number four, our focus for whatever 
when you're, so when you have been born again, whatever being born again is, what is it? Well, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Wait a minute. Stop right here. Perhaps you haven't heard this in all of your learning about the things of God. This isn't, this isn't something that we often talk about. Sadly, we've missed this about victory in the Christian life. You see, the day you came to know Jesus and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, listen to me, you became an overcomer. You became that day an overcomer. The way we hear it sometimes taught is, well, you know, I hope to get there. Well, I hope to somehow work it out. Well, I hope someday I'll be good enough. Wait a minute. Somebody, the Word of God says here, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Your faith in Jesus Christ, not only as Messiah, but we'll see in a moment as Son of God. So my faith in Jesus Christ gives me great assurance and I live my life as an overcomer. The Lord said this, John 16, 33. At the end of his time with the disciples, he was saying some hard things to them. In John 13, 14, 15, 16. Sometimes we call it the upper room talk. The Lord's about to leave. He says to the disciples, we're not going to be together anymore. I'm leaving you. Our relationship will not be physical like it's been. It's going to be different. I'm ascending to the Father and the Holy Spirit is coming and He will be with you and in you. But it's going to be different. I'm not going to be here. And He says these wonderful words in John 16, 33, in the world. Listen, are you listening, Christian? Sometimes I talk to Christians who have, are, are shocked that they have trouble. It's like, what happened? The Lord said, in the world, you will have trouble. In the world, you will have trouble. John 16, 33. But be courageous in the world with trouble, falling all at your feet, coming all around you, swirling around you like you're in a tumble dryer. You thought it was bad here. You got this. All of a sudden this happened over here. It's in front of you. It's behind you. It's surrounding you. All these, tribul these tribulations, these troubles, they're swirling around us. But be courageous. Why? He says, I have overcome the world. We put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He died. He was buried. He rose from the dead. He has ascended. Praise God this day. He is your great high priest. As we have talked about in, in so many times together, he hears your prayers. His heart is with you. His love is with you. The Holy Spirit stays to encourage you. You now have all you need to overcome. So just read along with me here. We'll just take it through these verses that are here in John. Quickly, the believer overcomes the world by faith because we believe in an overcoming Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who's overcome the grave and death. He's overcome it all. He's defeated the devil. Well, guess what? We read it in John, 1 John 2, verse uh, number 14, when John is describing Christians of different uh, ages, we would say. The mature believer and the young Christian. He calls them, the, the mature Christians, he calls fathers. 
He calls the younger Christians these that were young men. I just read to you verse number 14. 1 John 2, 14. I have written to you fathers because you know him who has been from the beginning. I have written to you young men. Listen, this is now this is for... John's saying this about new Christians. John's saying this about new Christians. Young men. Young believers. I've written to you young men because you are strong. And the word of God abides in you. And wait a minute. You have overcome the devil. We read on, on down in verse 15. Do not love the world, nor the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If you're a lover of the world today, you're not a lover of Jesus. See, that's a mark. That can tell you if you're saved. Well, I like a little of the world. And I like a little world and a little Jesus. It never works that way. Can't have a little world, a little Jesus. Do not love the world. Nor the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All that's in the world. What's in it? Lust of flesh. Lust of eyes. Boast and boastful pride of life. These are not from the Father. They're from the world. These are the things we've, we've been saved to overcome. And bless God, we read verse 17. The world is passing away. And also it's lust. But the one who does the will of God, that is the one who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ to salvation overcomes and lives forever. We read on down. As we go on down, we see, in, we see not only are we overcomers uh, because of the Lord Jesus and our faith in Him, we're overcomers over the devil, we're overcomers over the love of the world, but also over false teaching. In chapter 4, verse 3. Chapter 4, verse 3. Every spirit, you see there are all kinds of spirits speaking and claiming truth in the world today. We'll be talking more about this in the days ahead. All kinds of world systems and worldly things to say this is the truth. And then we have the word of God and we have the Lord Jesus saying, I am the way and the truth and the life. You, you have to make a decision. What's true and what's error? It's not all true. You uh, are from God, verse 4. This is 1 John 4, 4. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them. That is these false Spirits who tell lies in the world because, are you ready? Greater is he who's in you than he who is in the world. So we, we see this great promise and then we see the wonderful promise of, of experiencing what the Lord did. We experience the promise of overcoming not only the world because of the Lord Jesus overcoming the world, but also because we overcome through his power the evil one, we overcome the love of the world. We are overcomers, uh, not caught up in false lies and teaching. And when you drive by the graveyard, we're reminded that one day, one day, all of those who are alive in Christ, those bodies will be resurrected, praise God. There will be a great in gathering, a holy, wonderful day, we believe. That the trumpet will sound, the dead in Christ will rise, and then we all who are yet here remaining will be gathered to the Lord. We comfort one another with those words. You see, that's our faith in God because we overcome, we overcome death and the grave in knowing Jesus Christ. I want to take you here quickly to Revelation, and I want you just to follow along these great promises that the Lord Jesus gave to, are you ready for this? Overcomers. Who are those who overcome? Who are those who overcome? It is those who put their faith in Jesus Christ. 
Just follow along. I'll read them quickly. I, you know, this is the danger for the preacher because as each one of these, you can elaborate. I'll try not to elaborate, but you ought to mark them if you don't have them. Listen to these promises from the Lord Jesus Christ for every overcomer in here. Oh, by the way, these are words for you after you die. These are words for you because guess what? When you know Jesus Christ, even if you die, you live. You're an overcomer. Uh, Revelation 2.7. Revelation 2, 7, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Revelation 2, 11, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. We read on Revelation chapter 2, 17, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, to him I will, give, uh, I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone and a new name written on the stone, which no one knows but he who receives it. Revelation 2, 26, he who overcomes and he who keeps my deeds until the end, to him I will give authority over the nations. Revelation chapter 3, verse number 5, he who overcomes will thus be clothed in white garments and I will not erase his name from the book of life and will confess his name before my father and before the angels. In Revelation 3, 12, he who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God and he will, he will not go out from it anymore and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God and the new Jerusalem which comes down from heaven from my God and my new name and then finally Revelation 3, 21. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne as also I have overcome and sat down on my father's throne and e eternal nourishment, eternal life over hell and eternal name that no one but you and Jesus knows, eternal authority, ruling with Christ, eternal holiness and acceptance with God, eternal worship before the Lord, eternal reign, eternally reigning with Jesus Christ. All of these are the promises for overcomers. Amen, Amen brother. So when I go to the doctor, as I have recently, and the doctor says to me, so Mr. Miller, you have colon cancer. You have stage three colon cancer. Yes, sir. I understand that. And I do respect all of our, we have our churches filled with tremendous people who minister in the medical community. And I thank God for all of them. And I thank God for their expertise and their ability. So, Mr. Miller, you have colon cancer. Now, I have here this paper. You, you know, there's a real possibility that this will kill you. Yes, sir. So, we have these statistics because many people have had colon cancer, and I'm, and I'm glad for this. We have these statistics and this is it. So you might have, you know, you, you're, uh, you're uh, at your age. So you might have uh, one year or less or perhaps two or three. And with, with an estimate somewhere around but perhaps five years. If, if, if the cancer hasn't killed you by the third year, 
then chances are, chances are, chances are, you'll, you'll live on. But cancer may kill you. And I heard all of that and I appreciated everything that they were saying and I do still continue and I appreciate everything that the medical people say. But then it was my chance to give my testimony. And I said to the doctor, I said, sir, I appreciate what you're saying. And to his assistant, who was very concerned and was trying to encourage me, but I didn't seem to be uh, falling apart. I didn't seem to be uh, falling at the bottom of their feet, begging, pleading. I didn't seem to be falling back in Pat's arms, uh, you know, with shock. I simply said to the, the, to the two of them, I said, well, I want you to know I appreciate it and I thank you for giving me advice and we'll, and we'll work on whatever you think we should do. But I want, you to tell, I want to tell you now, look, I, I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to die. I re I'm really not. I know you probably think I'm crazy. I prob you probably think I'm out of my mind. But I'm not afraid to die. Because I have, are you all ready? You have it too if you're saved. I have endless life. Did you hear me? Now, see, I, I'm telling you the real story. You're going to get the call. You're going to face death. It could come in an accident, as some of our own have been through recently and are now in heaven. You don't have the time. I said to him, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe the words of the Lord Jesus Christ with all of my heart. I believe them to the point of dying and making decisions about what I will or will not do medically. And may I tell you this, here's what the Lord Jesus said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And here's what he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whoever believes in him will never perish, but have endless life. If you can't get excited about that, then perhaps you're already dead. You see, I discovered something in this, going through this. And people have written me, and I appreciate it, and they've been kind, and they've said, you know, you're now a survivor. You're now a survivor. You're now a survivor. I'm not, I don't feel like a survivor. I'm an overcomer in Jesus Christ. There's a big difference from being a survivor and being an overcomer. Are you listening to the preacher today? There's a big difference in being a survivor, but I'm just hoping I get in there. I just hope I can make it to the end. I hope I can drag across the finish line. If I just wash up on heaven, maybe somebody will come drag me on in. Oh no, what in the world are you talking about? We're running toward heaven. We're overcomers. The game's better the closer you get. Are you listening to me today? I'm not, some, I'm not deranged. I'm not out of my mind. I'm expressing to you what the Word of God says here. Here's the promise that you have, my dear friends. You're going to have your opportunity. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So you start with believing in Jesus Christ, and you live by faith. And you trust in him. And as he says here in verse 5, those who overcome are those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Why is that important as we finish? Well, you see, some would say in the religious worlds, well, Jesus was a good teacher. 
The point being, he was just a human. No, no. I love that in the Gospels we have great stories. My favorite of all, I've told it to you for years, but that's all right. Now that Brother Ken told you I had a birthday, by the way, I, I think I'm going to have to tell Ken, Ken, you're fired. But anyway, he brought it up. <clears throat> it's my favorite story. So the Lord Jesus steps out of the boat among the Gadarenes. And there was that crazy demon-possessed, out-of-control man, naked, with chains broken, that he couldn't do anything with him. He was, at the, he was in the graveyard out by the, right by the sea. And what happens to that crazy, demon-possessed man they could not control? As soon as the Lord steps out of the boat, this, oh, I love this story because I love to see in the Word of God when demons beg for mercy. I love it. So the man comes and what does he do filled with demons? Does he come attack Jesus? No, he comes and bows down. And the demons say, what have you come to do to us? We know who you are. You are the Son of God. Have you come to torture us before the time? They're going to have their torture, but it'll come in time. But you see, the Son of God is the one who died on the cross. The Son of God is the one who died. The one who could make blind eyes see, who could raise the dead, who could feed the thousands. The Son of God is the one we believe in. We believe in the one who moves mountains, who changes things, who does His work gloriously through His people, who does things in the world that no one can imagine. We have put our faith in Jesus Christ as Son of God. You see, the world doesn't do that. The wise of the world do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God. They do not, the rich of the world don't, the self-assured, the self-righteous, the self-absorbed, none of them believe that the Lord Jesus, that the Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God. But we, we who are followers of Jesus, we who've been born again, we have the greatest of assurance because we have put our faith in Jesus Christ, human Savior who came and died on the cross for us, fulfilling all of those wonderful gospel promises in the prophets and also Son of God. One with complete supreme authority over the devil and demons and all the world and one day will come again in glory. So that's why we say like Paul, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, not I, but Christ lives in me and the life I now live. Is this your, am I, am I going to describe your life now? And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. I'm not a survivor. I'm an overcomer in Jesus Christ. You're not a survivor. You see, the world looks at us and says, well, they're a bit deranged, those Christians. They're just, and some in your family. When you've witnessed to your family and perhaps some of them are not saved and they look at you and they say, well, they're just a little off. They judge you as if you have something wrong with you. They judge you as if somehow you've missed it. You've rejected all of these wonderful truths and ideas that the world calls truth. And you're following the Lord Jesus and living 
like Jesus would have you live. The reality is, is that everyone in this room has to make a choice. And when you make the choice to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, you then will know the truth and the truth will truly set you free. And you'll be, you'll be excited to live every day. Look, I'm talking about when problems come. I'm not talking about happy land here. I'm not talking about happy land, pretend land. Where it's blue sky every day and you're rolling down the river and the birds are dropping food in your mouth and everything is just so pleasant and you've got all you need. I'm talking about when you're in your most desperate condition. When life seems to have fallen around you and you don't even have a friend. That's when we say, I'm an overcomer in Jesus. Nothing can happen to me that the Lord does not permit to happen so that I might learn to trust Him in every circumstance of life. I love what Paul wrote as he was finishing his letter to the Romans. It's a, it's a message of, to the overcomers. Can I give it to the overcomers here? It's one you perhaps haven't looked at in a long time. It's one of my favorites. Romans 16, 20. Romans 16, 20, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Now that's overcoming in Jesus. So what do we learn from all of these things today? Well, here it is, folks. Greater is he that's in you than he who's in the world. What do we learn today? Overcoming the world, overcoming death, overcoming our lusts and our passions, overcoming, overcoming the lies of the world. Overcoming the world is the assurance of those who have trusted Christ. When I know that I have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, it carries me with assurance and victory and confidence. And I don't drag and mope around like somebody barely able to make it, just somehow surviving. I live my life in the joy and abundance of Jesus and I live as a believer, listen, who has overcome, who is overcoming, and who will overcome. This is for you today. This is for you today. Some of you need to hear more than anything today that you are an overcomer in Jesus Christ. You have, you have believed a lie. You have listened to the wrong thing. Either your mind and your self-condemning heart keeps saying, well, you don't deserve it. Or somehow you're believing the lies of the world or the devil. The reality is what we've read today. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And who is the one who overcomes the world? Who is the one who overcomes the world? It is the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. To the praise of the glory of His grace. I pray you'll be singing that praise. Faith is the victory. Victory in Jesus every day of your life. Whatever is going to come your way. You live with victory overcoming to the praise of the glory of His grace. To the pray in, in sickness, to the praise of the glory of His grace. When you lose your job, to the praise of the glory of His grace. When someone rejects you and... And throws you out in a relationship that you've loved them for. Whatever it is. To the praise of the glory of His grace. You live as an overcomer. 
even, even as our persecuted friends around the world who are believers this day, some of them face their death today. But they face their death not being conquered, but being conquerors in Jesus Christ. One of the old sayings of the church is, the church conquered is the church who conquers. And that's what it means to be an overcomer in Jesus Christ. The Lord is near to the door and we pray, come Lord Jesus.